You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. This is the 10th episode of our series, Resisting the Devil. I want to say something here about resisting the devil that's so very important, and that is this, you can do it even if you're not perfect. Because there are going to be times you need to learn to resist the devil shortly after you have stumbled and fallen or you've broken your fellowship, you you fell into some kind of a sin. You can't quit thinking about the Word. You can't go do a period of penance. And you know, it's very common for believers to do this. When you sin, a lot of times people totally lose their spiritual confidence, and so they'll take a vacation or a break from the presence of God. They won't read their Bible. They won't go back into worship. They just feel like, you know, I'm not worthy to be in His presence. He's mad at me. And so we kind of lay low for a while. How long does penance last? Is it a week? Is it uh, days? Is it a month? Is it six, eight months? Uh, It's amazing how people fall into this. Everybody has their own idea of what penance ought to be. And they feel like somehow if they've not suffered for a good long while or not uh, stayed away for a little while, uh, they're not welcome back. And uh, we see this in the way we deal with each other. Sometimes people will be at odds with each other, and uh, they may come back together and be friends again, but sometimes it takes years. And so um, uh, that's unfortunate because things can be restored much more quickly and especially with God, imperfect people can effectively resist the devil. So if you lose confidence after you've stumbled and you've broken your fellowship, that's not out of the ordinary. We all do that. It's religious. It's religion. It's not spirituality, and it's not the teaching of Scripture for you to lay low for a lengthy period of time. Let me read to you from 1 John chapter 2. And I want you to see what John said in verses 1 and 2. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Now he's saying my preference is that you not. And if anyone sins, now he allows this. He says if we do sin, he's not saying we should, but he's saying if you do, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now here's what's different. This is why Christ is superior to Adam. Adam sinned, but he had no advocate with the Father. He did not know how to repair, restore after his initial sin. What Jesus did is he brought this link to God so that it was stronger than sin. If any man sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We're not broken. We're not separated. Uh, We may have a, a chink in our armor for a period, but we are not separated from Christ's love. He himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Well, his commandments are 
this. And let me read verse 9 of the previous chapter. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's written to believers. It was not written to the world. I know some people teach differently today, but I can read. Here it is in 1 John 1, 9. He's talking to believers. John wrote to believers. He wrote to Christ followers. So you can see that he separates the Christ followers from the world in verse 2 of chapter 2. He himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. He is saying that what Christ did covers our sins if we know him, but even the people who don't yet know him. He separates them into two groups. So you can't take this verse in verse 9 of 1 John 1 and apply it to uh, the world when it was written to the believer. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, us being the ones who follow Christ, not the world. Our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Uh, there are a couple of verses that show us that we ought to bounce back very quickly uh, when we sin or are tempted to sin. Listen to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26-27. Be angry and do not sin. That's the New King James Version. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. King James says, neither give place to the devil. Four times in Scripture we are told to resist the devil. Uh, Mark chapter 16, they shall cast out devils in my name. So you have a believer directly dealing with the devil. You've got here in Ephesians 4.27, neither give place to the devil. You've got 1 Peter chapter 5, resist the devil in the faith, steadfast in the faith. In uh, verse 9 of 1 Peter 5, <coughs> and then pardon me, you have James 4.7, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. So it's not that we pray to God for the devil to go away. We resist him personally. We have to stand up to him. Even after we sin, we've got to get back into position to resist him. Now, here's what this passage does in my mind. It makes room for our humanity. Be angry, do not sin. He didn't say, don't ever get angry for any reason. He didn't even dare to write that. And the reason is he knows we're human. He knows that there are going to be times when we're going to be angry. He didn't say don't have wrath. He says don't let the sun go down on your wrath, meaning that if you're a believer, it's possible to you for you to deal with your anger in a matter of a few hours. You are able to get it under control. And some people don't allow that to happen, but you are capable of that if you have the life of God in you. So this passage makes room for our humanity. It doesn't say never feel wrath, but it says deal with it. Now when we do this, we eliminate the opportunity for Satan to turn our anger into bitterness. Now you see, it's possible to be angry, but it's another thing altogether to be bitter. I know people who don't ever show uh, visible anger, but they live in bitterness. And so bitterness is what's dangerous. Bitterness is not what you want. Bitterness is not that seething, I can't stand this person, I won't forgive them. That's bitterness. Uh, Anger, you may say some things you shouldn't say, and it doesn't mean it's excusable. It just means that you don't let it become something ongoing. Here's the most burdened prophet of the Old Testament. He's the guy that is called the weeping prophet. It's Jeremiah. I would not have wanted to have Jeremiah's assignment. He was talking to a backslidden Israel. 
and uh, they were not following God. They were about to experience judgment, and so he must have had a heavy, heavy burden. He didn't get to prophesy a lot of good things. <laughs> and so this is what he wrote in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Now see, what I want you to see here is mercy is for an imperfect person. You don't need mercy if you're perfect. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, meaning that God is merciful to imperfect people because His compassions fail not. Remember that He has compassion on us as a high priest because He was tempted in every way like we are, so He understands what we go through. He says, His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I suppose God could have created the world without a rotating earth, which means days of 24 hours. He very well could have done that. He could have made us so that we did not need sleep. But the way that God created us was to give us fresh starts every 24 hours. And here in Lamentations, the prophet Jeremiah, who is dealing with all of these heavy things in Jerusalem, no doubt this verse was of great strength and comfort to him. It allowed him to stay fresh and connected to God and full of joy, even in a time when the people weren't doing the right things and when the leaders were doing terrible things, Jeremiah understood God's faithfulness because of the day. And he said they are new. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So here's the good news. Even after you've sinned, it's important to repent, to confess your sin. If you've sinned against somebody, make it right with them. And then step back up and resist the devil. Don't walk for months apart from fellowship with Christ. Don't do that. Peter was kind of like that after the resurrection. He was eager to see if Christ was raised from the dead. He ran to the tomb to look inside, saw that the grave clothes were there, but Jesus' body was not. Later on that day, Peter saw the Lord. At night that evening, he saw the Lord. Uh, but even then, Peter thought he was done because he had denied Jesus. He denied that he knew him. And so he said to the 12, I'm going back to fishing. And he went to Galilee to fish again. And it was there that Jesus let him know, Peter, I'm going to give you an opportunity to confess me three times so that you know in your own mind and everybody else knows that you have undone the wrong that you did. So he said, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my lambs. They asked him again, said, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. In other words, he was saying to Peter, I'm calling you back to your calling. Even though you sinned, I'm restoring you. And since you sinned verbally, verbally, I'm giving you three opportunities to get right back into fellowship. And that's what happened on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And Peter was right back into ministry, reestablished there, even though he'd blown it. So this is a great picture of God's mercy. Don't fall into the way that so many people do where you punish yourself for a long period of time. Your punishment was laid on Christ. Doesn't mean you wink at sin. Doesn't mean you don't take responsibility for things wrong that you've done. 
It just means that you don't lay down in the ditch and let the devil run all over you because you fell. Well, that's all the time I have for this today. But we will begin a new series next week or a new series of lessons on resisting the devil. See you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.